have a crossover special here between the Sports Ethos Washington Wizards podcast and the Down Bad Lakers fan podcast. We got myself, Corbin, uh, happy to be on both. We got esteemed host of the Washington Wizards podcast, Carthen in the house. Uh, we're previewing Lakers versus Wizards by the time y'all listen to this today. Uh, but, you know, I got to throw it to you, Carthen, as the guest, but also the host. First, how you feeling? And second, how you feeling about this matchup here? Well, first, I'm I'm doing good. It's a little late here on the East Coast. <laughs> a little bit, sorry. <laughs> but, you know, it's all good. Anytime you can sit down and you can talk basketball, I'm excited. And I'm excited to sit in and have this uh, crossover show with you uh, about the Lakers and the Wizards. So I'm just real excited. It's going to be fun, man. I know. We were talking about this because we always have, our, you know, every week a discussion. Or You remind me, hey, we have a discussion to have. And we were looking like, oh, what's the Wizards' next opponent? Boom, it's the Lakers. So real quick, I'm going to run through just the important stats for both teams. Wizards right now sit at 11 and 12. They are 10th in the Eastern Conference. They are 18th in offensive rating. They are 17th in defensive rating, 23rd in net rating, kind of the middle of the pack. We're going to get some more context from Carthen on that. Los Angeles Lakers. Set at 9-12, and 12th in the Western Conference, but, I mean, they have won 6 out of 7. Um, their 22nd offensive rating, which, you know, bleh, they are 10th in defensive rating, so that all averages out to about 19th in net rating. So you have two teams sort of in similar kind of standings in terms of, like, ups and downs. I think the Wizards have been a lot more consistent than the Lakers have. That goes out saying the Lakers had a horrendous start and have been hot as of late. But what Carthen and I are going to do is each share three points that we think are going to be important for our respective teams to get this victory. Um, and it's good because right now, you know, um, the Wizards are coming off of a close loss to the Hornets. So they're definitely going to be coming out looking to bounce back. And the Lakers are coming off of a nice tight win against the Milwaukee Bucks. So it's going to be kind of fun. But Carthen, let's get your first point as to what you think the Wizards need to focus on or shore up or whatever the case may be in order to get this victory here tonight. Well, for me, I think the the number one thing that they need to focus on is they need to focus on defense. I mean, their defense has been really, really bad. They are allowing people to shoot at will. Here recently, the Boston game, I think the only reason Boston uh, missed shots was because they just shot the ball bad. It wasn't because of the defense that the Wizards were playing. Oh, wow. Um, and every other game that they've been playing here recently is defense has been a struggle. So that's that's my number one point with them is they need to be ready to play some real solid defense. Okay, I like that. I mean, that is something that we you know just on the Wiz Pod has been talking about having some letdowns on that end that definitely can kind of lead to teams going on runs that are hard to climb back into later. Uh, for the Lakers, my first point, keep feeding Anthony Davis. The guy has been on an absolute tear. You know how I feel about it, Carthen. We've always said, like, the Anthony Davis that we need to have right now is the one the Lakers are hoping to, to have when they acquired AD, someone that was going to be able to lead this team post-LeBron. And for the last couple of years, let's be real, it wasn't looking like that was going to happen. I was of the opinion of trading AD while his, his value was just halfway high in order to get some players back because it didn't make sense for, you know, this reeling team to get a generational talent who's just always injured and say, hey, we're putting our franchise on your shoulders. But right now, 
This guy looks like an MVP candidate. All right, four game stretch. He's had uh, a plus 50 while averaging 35.5 points, 18.3 rebounds, getting 12 free throw attempts a game, 2.3 steals, and 2.5 blocks. By the way, bro, on 62.3% shooting. Like, this guy is on fire. His PR is the third highest in the league. He's second in win shares, and he's had as many baskets as Luka Doncic as of this past week. So the guy has been an absolute monster. I think you have a Wizards front line, you know, between Christoph Porzingis and Daniel Gafford. No offense to either of them. I do feel AD can eat. So Lakers, pound it in, make him the focus. His jump shot's starting to come around. Like, let's ride this horse. Well, I tell you, AD has been on the tear. I, I can't take nothing. I appreciate from AD. that. <laughs> AD, AD, AD looked like superhuman right now. <laughs> right? Even real superhuman. I mean, it's been hard for anybody to cut off his water, but mm-hmm. I could only hope that we could, uh, you know, contain him because stopping him right now doesn't, it, it looks borderline impossible. So I, I, I can't take nothing away from your uh, number one um, take on what they need to do for this game. Appreciate that, bro. Appreciate that. It's going to be a fun one for sure, but that's what I'm looking at. But let's get your second point up in here. The Wizards need to stay in attack mode. The games that they have been in attack mode, they have been borderline unstoppable because – when they go and <clears throat> you have guys like Kyle Kuzma, you have guys like Bradley Bill, and they're attacking downhill, uh-huh. everybody's able to eat off of that. Even Christoph Porzingis has been attacking downhill here recently. When when the Wizards play to their strengths, which is play big and attack downhill, they're really hard to to uh, stop. They're very, very hard to stop. So that's my number one, I mean, number two take is they got to stay, they got to play on offense in attack mode. Stop shooting all these threes. <laughs> I feel you on that. I feel you on that. We've been being active, follow uh, Carthon on Twitter at Carthon NBA, but between uh, your Twitter feed on that, plus the Sports Ethos Washington Wizards podcast uh, Twitter feed, you've been talking about the Wizards jacking up a lot of threes, not making them the high percentage, and what that does to the Wizards over the course of a game. So I definitely feel you on that. Um, my second point right now for tomorrow's game, you know, it, it was tough. It was tough. But I'm looking at crunch time. If this game goes down to crunch time, the Lakers have not been good in that statistic. Right now, the Lakers are dead last in the crunch time net rating, which in the NBA, um, NBA.com, it defines it as when the score margin is between five points with five or fewer minutes remaining in the fourth quarter overtime. During that stretch, they're 28th in offensive rating and 29th in defensive rating, dead last. So not necessarily uh, completely dead last, but pretty much. And it, it, the execution just slows down to a crawl. The Lakers lost several games this year. I think they had one to the Clippers. Um, I think the first time they played them, the Kings, the Pacers, where in the crunch, in, in the clutch, in times where the Lakers need to be able to manufacture efficient offense and get 
clutch shops on the defensive end. They have not been able to do so. This Wizards team has been in the clutch a few times, and they're not dead last in it. So you know that when it gets down to, you know, the meat and potatoes of the game, the Wizards can pull out moves or pull out enough winning plays to string together some victories. If you argue in a spot like that, where you have to contain Bradley Beal, Kristaps Porzingis, and Kyle Kuzma on the defensive side of the ball, and then also be able to score a efficiently and consistently with LeBron and AD. We saw the Lakers do this in their most recent game against the Bucks. That worked out very well. Can they keep that same energy going against the Wizards? You would hope so, but again, we've seen the way their pace slows to a crawl. We've seen the way they stall, take too long to get into actions until late in the shot clock. We see them get too happy hoisting jumpers when we know, as LeBron said, this team is not a team full of lasers from there. So what are they going to do? especially when you have two guys who should be able to close out games consistently in LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. So that's what I'm looking at. I could definitely see this game going down to the wire. The Lakers are not demonstrably better than the Wizards. I don't think the Wizards are that much better than the Lakers. So if it is a close game, you know, down the final five minutes of the fourth quarter, can the Lakers put together enough plays to win it? Yeah, Uh, I think that's a key for both teams, actually, because – there are games where, with the Wizards, they will stop moving the ball. We've had the game where they played against Oklahoma City, where they had, was it 24 first half, 23 first half assists. Most assists that they have ever had in a first half in a game in Washington franchise history. And they were up by 17 points at halftime. They had nine assists the second half of that game. And they lost with an SGA three. So move so with both of them, the key is going to be, like you said, the ball's got to move, crunch time, stars got to step up, and they both got to be able to do what they do best. But again, it's all about the teams having to do what they need to do best and not going into hero ball. That makes a lot of sense. I'm definitely with you on that. Uh, And then my final point, we got LeBron, you know, he's going to bring to the table. He hasn't been LeBron of old, but I mean, come on, he's had left force foot soreness. He's had a left groin strain. He's also almost 38. It's been 20 years. Like, come on, there was going to be some drop off with the King. Right. Um, And he's, you can see it in terms of how much he's played at power forward or center. A lot of that is just because the Lakers roster does a three guard unit, you know, between your point guard, shooting guard, small forward, it's two guards, um, whether it's Austin Reeves, Dennis Schroeder, um, Lonnie Walker, some combination of those guys, Kendrick Nunn's had some time, Pat Beverly, of course, it's been those three, LeBron at the four and AD at the five, but also LeBron is an older player doing more of a finisher. Like this is a shift in this game. We've seen, players as they get older from the perimeter shift more to the front court so we know lebron is being more of a cerebral type player who is definitely kind of ticking down a little bit from you know manufacturing every offensive play and being more of a a score right fine we know we're getting from ad that's point number one fine what is the rest of the guys bringing us russell westbrook has been great coming off the bench uh, I think he's been playing some of the most effective basketball we've seen him play as a Laker. Uh, and we know with Russ, it's not just about the numbers. It's what he brings outside that in terms of energy, paint touches, um, in terms of getting to the paint, creating for others, you know, bringing that passion off the bench and playing well with the second unit to give the Lakers an advantage. He's done that. Austin Reeves, 
I think has been really solid so far. His numbers aren't noteworthy off the page. 10 points, three rebounds, two assists, but all the little things. He's efficient. Uh, I think he was shooting 50 from the field, 40 from three, and 90 from free throws. Now he's dipped just below that from three. But he can be aggressive and make big plays. You know, as another guy who needs to create when LeBron and AD or Russ are occupied. And also, my guy, Lonnie Walker, who many panned as not being worth that team's taxpayer mid-level exception. I hate to say, I also went from, yeah, I love Lonnie Walker, to, oh, maybe not Lonnie Walker. But guess what? I'm back on it, yo. That's what it is. Right now, he's averaging a career-high 16 points per game, just shy of 17 points, shooting 36% from three. That's the best he's done in a couple years. Um, He has been the consistent third wheel for the Lakers. I, I think he shares that with Westbrook. After AD... And LeBron or Westbrook, it's really been Lonnie Walker who's been consistent. And he's doing a great job. I think he's playing just like Lon- Malik Monk did last year, just better defense. And so I want to see what the rest of those guys bring to the table outside of LeBron, AD, and Russ. Because it's going to be a team effort to win. We've seen that so far. And I don't expect that to be any different against this Washington Wizards team. Yeah, I, I agree 100% with you with what you're saying about the Lakers. I mean, Lonnie Walker was a revelation for you all because he was not putting up those type of numbers in in uh, San Antonio. But we all know that San and to play in San Antonio, you have to be a certain type of player. Mm-hmm. And it's team before uh, me. Mm-hmm. And if you don't play Pop's way, you don't get no playing time. So we understand that part when it comes to Lonnie Walker, but he was definitely a revelation for you all uh, this year. And Austin Reeves, he's kind of been that guy that you all really, really, really need I me mean, because like LeBron said, y'all don't have no lasers. And he's been one of those few consistent people that have been knocking down three-point shots for you all at a consistent rate with a high percentage, which y'all really, really need, which is something that we all we all know as basketball uh, fans and enthusiasts that the Lakers are trying to trade for people who can do that very thing right now because they know their deficiencies. And that's one of you all's biggest deficiencies is shooting. So I I agree exactly what you said. And I'd say for, for me, for the Wizards, their third uh, key to victory for me would be they have to do better on the boards. The Wizards are one of the tallest teams in the NBA and yet they give up over 10 rebounds, 10 offensive rebounds a game. Wow. They get 10.3 offensive rebounds per game. And we're one of the tallest teams in the NBA. And again, like I've said before, the problem is, is they leak everybody out into the transition defense without going to the boards, even on off, even when they are playing defense, they send everybody out in the transition. And then there's only one person left in there to go grab a rebound. And then the other team gets an offensive board. And now we're sitting here. They get two extra points off an offensive rebound when we got KP who's who's leaked out. Daniel Gafford's gone. Rui Hachimura's gone. All these big guys, uh, Kyle Kuzma's gone. All these big guys are down court trying to uh, get out ahead of, of defense. And I'm like, but you can't go, you can't get on offense until you corral the rebound on the defensive end and then start going into your offensive flow. 
So they really need to, again, it kind of goes back to that first point that I made that they got to stay on attack mode. They got to attack everything, attack the boards, attack the paint, attack everything and stop being so passive and backing off. Because if they don't get into that and they don't do that, they're going to get ran out of the building. It's going to look like LeBron when he played for the Cavaliers. <laughs> he beat out original big three in the playoffs in game six when he ran, when him and, and the Cavaliers ran the Wizards out the building. And I was there to see it. Wow. Wow. That well, I do remember some fun matchups between the Cavs and the Wizards, you know, 2016 through 2018. Um, and he had one in 2018 when he was on that 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 monster tour that was crazy. But I'm talking about even before then. When, I'm talking about when we had Gil. And, uh, oh, you're talking about the mid-2000s, like 2005, yeah. 2006, 2007. Yeah, I'm talking about even back then. When he first came in the league, he was he was they ran the Wizards out the building. Yep, the Wizards were a great foil for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I get you on that, man, for sure. Well, now we're here for prediction time, man. You are the host slash guest, so I'm gonna let you go first here. But Wizards, Lakers, tomorrow, who do you have coming out with the victory? <sighs> I know. Moan the truth. That's that's, that's a that's a tough one. <laughs> And I know I, I say it's a tough one because it depends on which Wizards team show up. Mm. If the Wizards team that played in the fourth quarter versus uh, Charlotte the other night show up, they're going to beat the Lakers. It, they'll probably beat them by double digits. Whoa, okay. But if the Lake, if the team that played against Boston show up, the Lakers will probably beat them by 20. There you go. So it depends. All yeah. I guess it comes down to which team do you think will show up? Correct. So <laughs> I'm going to have to. <laughs> I'm going to make a prediction. All right. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Wizards are going to win. Okay. But. I think there's going to be a combination of both of the two teams I, I just talked about show up. Mm. And it's going to be a very, very close game. I think the game's going to be won within five points. There you go. Okay. Either way. Either way you swing, you're going to be within five. I'm going to take the same similar approach. I think the Lakers have shown that they can turn a corner. Was that Bucks game the signature win they needed to validate some of their other wins against lesser opponents? I think so. Now, can they keep that same momentum going on with this game? I hope so. But I also can think this is a perfect kind of trap game. You know, early afternoon, coming a day off of a really uh, uh, emotional victory against a really good Milwaukee team. You know, you're playing on the road. AD, although he's been monstrous, has been, you know, dealing with some back pain. LeBron's foot soreness isn't out the way. You know, some guys are dinged up. And I could definitely see the Lakers coming out a little slow. The Wizards coming back with some, with some fire in the tank. And the Lakers having to play catch-ups. But with that being said... I could see it happen, but I don't think it will. I think that this Lakers team has kind of started to come together in terms of some of their better qualities, in terms of a good focus on feeding AD. AD's been playing some of the best stretch of battle. He's played for the Lakers since 2020. So I think they continue doing that. I think LeBron will be a tough matchup, especially with shots falling like it was against Milwaukee. And Russell Westbrook has been amazing over the last three games 
uh, with the Lakers off the bench. So if that happens and we get a decent Lonnie Walker game, I can see the Lakers pulling this out. I'm going to say between five and seven points. Okay. All right, but there we go. So the two of us will be back for another crossover here upon the conclusion of Lakers-Wizards. So there will be, if you'd like, a part two as we look back on what went right, what went wrong for our respective teams. But, Carthen, I just want to say I know it is late. Good night, good morning, but I appreciate you jumping on here, sir. Uh, Real quick, for the folks, we can't do enough. Tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Carthen, that's C-A-R-T-H-A-N-M-B-A. You can also find me on Ethos Wizards. I do a lot of um, tweets from that uh, that platform as well. Mm-hmm. You can also find me on Instagram at Carthen NBA. Haven't really done much of anything on there, but I'm getting ready to start doing some videos on there, just throwing little nuggets out there on my um, Instagram page. So you can follow me on both places. There we go. Check out Carthen on both. The guy knows his stuff, as you can tell, y'all. Uh, really invaluable follow for sure. For myself, I mean, you can follow me if you like um, on Twitter at Corbin NBA. Pretty simple. But wherever y'all check out this show, whether it be the Sports Ethos Washington podcast, whether it be Down Bad Lakers fan, we appreciate y'all hopping on and staying tuned to this. Rock with us for the recap here. We're definitely doing a lot more of these in the future. And wherever you may be, whatever you're doing, have a blessed one. All right, y'all.